0: Often in life, we are presented with an obstacle that seems, on the face of it, too hard to overcome. That no matter how hard we try, the odds are always stacked against us. But it doesn't have to be this way, and I hope this episode of the Future Champions podcast will help people understand this. This is the story of Styx McGavin and how he used a life-changing challenge to help him recover from a life-altering injury.
1: You get back to Australia and they say, sorry mate, Yeah, you're
0: you're too banged up for us, see you later. Before I introduce you to Styx, I want to provide some context about the Invictus Games because that was the life-changing challenge for Styx. The Invictus Games was started by Great Britain's Prince Harry in 2014 as an international sporting event for people who served in the armed forces. There are 18 different countries participating in 12 sports and over 400 athletes competing for their country. The word for Invictus is Latin for unconquered or undefeated, but rather than me tell you why it was created, I thought I would share a small part of a speech given by Prince Harry at the opening ceremony of the 2017 Invictus Games in Toronto.
2: Invictus is about the dedication of the men and women who served their countries, confronted hardship, and refused to be defined by their injuries. Invictus is about the families and friends who faced the shock of learning that their loved ones had been injured or fallen ill, and then rallied to support them on their journey of recovery. And above all, Invictus is about the example to the world that all servicemen and women, injured or not, provide about the importance of service and duty.
0: Sticks was a member of the Australian team who would attend that 2017 Victors Games in Toronto, sitting in the crowd listening to Prince Harry. But for Sticks, his journey didn't start there.
1: So I'd served seven years in the 2nd Combat Engineer Regiment as a first off as a sapper and then progressed through to a high research commander deployed to East Timor Afghanistan and then got pretty banged up in Afghanistan and uh, was
0: discharged on home In 2012 Daniel Parker was a soldier in the Australian Defence Force serving a deployment in Afghanistan with the 2nd Combat Engineer Regiment As a high research commander he and his team were responsible for planning the movement of soldiers in combat areas one year later from his tour in afghanistan Styx was discharged physically and emotionally broken
1: i've had more surgeries than birthdays major ones are pins in my hips i've got a nerve stimulator in my spine it was a case of overuse and heavy load i was 69 kilos and wet and we'd be carrying anywhere up to 50 to 70 kilos depending on the, the mission my back gave in my ankles my knees my pelvis shoulders every major joint
0: It was always Daniel's desire to follow his grandfather's footsteps.
1: My grandfather was in the military. He was probably the most stable male figure in my life. And he was, even though he was out of the military throughout my life, he was still very regimented and did things a certain way and sort of
0: groomed me to be in the military, I suppose. Daniel grew up in Warwick, a small town in southwest Queensland, Australia, in what he describes as a tough upbringing.
1: Mum was an addict Her partner wasn't real nice to
0: me and my brother. Seeing the risk to Daniel, a local Warwick police officer offered him a place to live and finish school. Daniel played rugby league for the Clifton Warriors and found the training and friendship comforting. That was an outlet because being
3: at
1: home was so depressing. Being able to get out and physically move with
0: your mates, like physical activity is better than medication. When Daniel finished school, he immediately joined the Australian Army. At basic training, a small and skinny Daniel Parker got the nickname Sticks McGavin. I was always like really, I was 69 kilos, ring and wet when I deployed to Afghanistan,
1: so I was a stick. So, yeah, it just, just stuck.
0: During his time in the Australian Army, he served in East Timor and Afghanistan. Years of intense training, heavy workloads, and overuse started to have an impact on his body, and every joint began to break down. Physically and emotionally broken, Sticks was discharged from the Australian Army. I didn't leave. I was
1: told I was no longer useful. So that was that was very very hard on me. Uh, Not only going through the PTSD, but then the depression of saying, "Well, hey, I can't even collect trolleys at Bunnings now," or I go from a high research commander leading 80 to 120 blokes on a route, making sure they all arrive alive. And then they, uh, you get back to Australia and they say, "Sorry, mate, yeah, you're, you're too banged up for us. See you later." Yeah, I think that's when you go into a hamster cycle of medication and being at high tempo for so long, not being able to wind down and certain, certain missions. Still, um, are stuck with me.
0: By 2015, Styx was suffering from clinical depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, and agoraphobia. He was overweight, heavily medicated, and felt a deep sense of rejection at being discharged by the army. It is understandable that a soldier returning from deployment would struggle with the physical and emotional trauma of their service. But when speaking to Sticks, it became obvious it was more than that. I want to take you to Prince Harry's 2018 Invictus Games opening speech where he touches on what it feels like for many soldiers who come back from serving their country.
2: The legendary bravery and resilience of the Aussie digger to this day commands respect and admiration. And the efforts of your soldiers to defend this nation and support your allies in theatres from the Kokoda Trail, Vietnam and Korea to Iraq and Afghanistan have been outstanding. The values that define this country's services, courage, endurance, mateship, sacrifice, are all an example to all. But if we're being honest, we know that in many nations, The place of our men and women in uniform became too often undervalued in the decades after the Second World War. The sacrifice and character of our troops never changed, but society's recognition of them too often wavered. But that has changed. A new generation, the Invictus generation, is defining what it means to serve, and we are all taking notice. The Invictus generation has chosen to serve their countries in conflicts that are complex and dangerous and far too often this dedication goes unrecognised. They have reminded us all what selfless duty really looks like. Sebastian
0: Younger was a war correspondent and is now a leading author trying to understand what a soldier experiences when he or she returns from war. Speaking at the Chicago Ideas Week in 2017, he shared what he thought was one of the leading contributors
3: in assisting in recovery. Uh, it's very, very hard to come back to modern society because you, 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 lo- you were stripped of the safety of communal existence. Um, I, I talked to a Vietnam vet uh, who, he was a, a LERP, Long Range Reconnaissance Patrol, incredibly intense job, uh, dropped behind enemy lines, three or four man teams ba- out there for weeks at a time, no air support, no medic. Uh, this guy did several tours and he came back to the United States. He felt so alienated that he eventually returned to Vietnam and married the daughter of a Viet Cong commander. And he said in that, in that woman's village, he finally found his tribe. He felt like he belongs somewhere.
0: Younger believes that belonging to a tribe allows people to overcome adversity. While at war, soldiers were able to cope because they were surrounded by their tribe, people that understood what they were going through and could be that support when they needed it. But when they returned back home and took their uniform off, they lost their tribe and couldn't find another tribe that would understand or value their contribution their pain or their fears. For Styx McGavin, he couldn't break through a mental barrier until he spoke to a friend who suggested he try out for the Invictus Games, where he would find a new tribe and start the long road to recovery.
1: After Afghanistan, I actually got to 105 kilos. So I was heavily reliant on medication because of all my injuries. And then a mate of mine showed me the Invictus Games so I set my goal on that, started getting out, getting active, losing the weight, dropping the medications as well.
0: Sport was always a passion for sticks, so he set a goal to trial for the Invictus Games Australian team. I was always interested in sport.
1: I was always, I'm not really an academic, more hands-on and getting out there, getting dirty sort of thing.
0: The problem was he would have to travel to Canberra. But if you remember earlier, I said that he suffered from agoraphobia. And agoraphobia is the fear of going out into public spaces or meeting people. This would be a challenge.
1: To start off with, it was a case of, um, yep, I'll go for a small walk. Uh, and then started off um, baby steps, going, because I live out of Craig Nish, out in the sticks, just going for a little walk with music, um, something, or a podcast or something, just to take my mind off the fact that, hey, you're out. In the open so i was heavily reliant on valium and um, other medications because i couldn't go into a crowd couldn't go shopping couldn't anything once i got accepted just going to the airport and getting on that plane and stepping off the plane was a a little victory for me but yeah i would have worn probably two mil off my teeth that day just grinding them so it was yeah it was very nerve-wracking once i got there
0: i wasn't the only one going through the same demons He made it to the first trials in Canberra, a big victory, then to the second, third and fourth trials. After a year of travelling to Canberra for trials, Styx McGavin was selected to represent Australia in the 2017 Invictus Games in Toronto, Canada.
1: For 2017, I think there was only 80 competitors, but there was like 350, 400 um, tryouts. So it wasn't a case of, yep, just turn up and you get a Guernsey. You actually had to fight and prove that you were worthy to wear the green and gold. That first trip, because it was, I made it up to be something like huge in my brain. But when I did it and come back and I was like, well, that wasn't as hard as I thought. And I now had a friend basis of phone numbers of people that were going through the same stuff. So if I was having a bad day, I'd call them up or if they were having a bad day, they'd call me up. So I've got now I've got a network of people. I think if I was to get rejected, you'd have to look at the silver linings, being that I had created a network. Yes, I didn't get my end goal, but the things I experienced, the, the stuff I had achieved, was probably better than the games itself. I was changed. So I, I was
0: a different person. Uh, My outlook on life had changed. In 2017, he travelled to Toronto where he won a silver medal for the 200 metre sprint and gold medal for the 100 metre sprint. One year later in 2018, he returned to the Invictus Games in Sydney where he claimed two gold medals and three silver medals. But the games meant more than just medals to sticks.
1: Toronto was me finding myself and Sydney was me helping the guys that were finding their feet. So I put my hand up for Sydney for the new Stixers that were coming through. I could go, hey, mate, you feeling all right? Like this is what to expect, this is what not to expect and sort of be a shoulder for those new athletes. It's about the journey and the things that you have overcome
0: and I think that's a, that's a broad consensus. Styx is now an athletics coach in Harvey Bay and has taken what he's learnt in the military and at the Invictus Games to help others. It's not just military
1: or It's not just uniforms that go through these struggles. Kids do go through these things as well. They're exposed to traumatic events. And I've seen the change in myself and wanted to make a change in others. Um, That's when I started my coaching. It's put me in a position where I am looking after people again. I really am, mentally and physically, if not more than what I was in the military.
0: Looking back on his journey, Styx had this advice to give
1: set realistic goals.
0: And follow through. Thank you for joining me in the Future Champions podcast, The Gospel According to Styx McGavin. I hope that you've at least got two things out of this episode. One is that there is no obstacle that is insurmountable. And two, people need people. We all need a tribe.
2: The true scale of this example was brought home to me when I left Afghanistan after my first deployment there in 2008. As I was waiting on board the plane, the coffin of a Danish soldier was loaded on by his friends. Once on the flight, I was confronted with three British soldiers, all in induced comas, with missing limbs, and wrapped in plastic. The way I viewed service and sacrifice changed forever, and the direction of my life changed with it. I knew that it was my responsibility to use the great platform that I have to help the world understand and be inspired by the spirit of those who wear the uniform. In a world where so many have reasons to feel cynical and apathetic, I wanted to find a way for veterans to be a beacon of light and show us all that we have a role to play, that we all win when we respect our friends, neighbors, and communities. That's why we created Invictus, not only to help veterans recover from their physical and mental wounds, but also to inspire people to follow their example of resilience, optimism, and service in their own lives.